Welcome to the Kyiv Post podcast, where you can tune into stories that give you a deeper understanding of Ukraine. I'm Melina Kent, a producer here at the Kyiv Post. Since Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's early campaign days, many wondered how the former star comedian would handle the critical public eye once in a position of political power. As a presidential candidate in 2019, people noticed when he refused to answer a journalist's inquiries on what he would promise to disclose about his assets in Russia if he became president. Listen, I'm telling you, I don't owe you anything. I only owe my parents. I don't like the format of your conversation with me. I thought you were a decent guy, a journalist. Unfortunately, much like his predecessors, as president, Zelensky hasn't been the most forthright when journalists press him for answers on corruption and reform. He can be dismissive, demeaning, and sometimes outright hostile to the press. One of his most recent incidents was at the Yalta European Strategy event on September 10th, where Zelensky made a remark about BBC journalist Stephen Sacker's tone in his question to the president. Then mock journalists were fixated on reforms and corruption. There are these three pillars on which the dialogue and questions of every journalist are built in our state. It's when there will be reforms, when we'll defeat corruption, and judicial reform. Be sure not to forget about judicial reform. Then you'll look smarter than all others around you. The Kyiv Post published an editorial titled Misplaced Aggression soon after that remark from Zelensky, and we are sitting down with the Kyiv Post chief editor Brian Bonner to discuss Zelensky's rhetoric toward the press and why it continues to occur in a country where journalists have been murdered for seeking the truth. We've been watching him during the presidency, and we had warnings about this during his election campaign before he was elected in 2019. And the warning is that he's, he's very thin-skinned, defensive. He's an entertainer used to adoring crowds and cheers and laughter and, and money there. And being the president of a nation or a public official is a whole different ballgame. You have huge powers and responsibilities, and you need to be accountable to the people in a democracy. If the publicity is flattering, he's charming. If, if it's not flattering, he goes into you know, a very defensive mode. He called out Mikhail Tkach, investigative journalist, specifically. There is a result. I think it's there. If you don't see it, then you should follow it, instead of following when cars leave the president's house and when they come to the office. I think that's more important. When a president talks critically of a journalist in public, it is a very dangerous signal in Ukraine because we know the history of what's happened to journalists, Georgi Gengadze, Pavel Sherimet. So the president, I think, needs to be responsible for what he's saying. So 20 years after the kidnapping and the murder of uh, Ukrainsky Pravda founder Georgi Gongadze. This is Jean Cavalier, head of the Eastern Europe and Central Desk at Reporters Without Borders. With uh, 11 other NGOs, we've called for uh, the Ukrainian government to ensure transparent investigations into this case, to establish and name uh, masterminds of the murders. And those who ordered these crimes are still at large. Uh, we also urge the president to protect the activities of journalists. And this is more needed than criticizing journalists. When they're attacking journalists, it means journalists are getting close 
to very sensitive areas. And you always wonder what they're hiding. Is it, is it corruption that, that's continuing? Is it their inability to stop corruption? So there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. And the closer journalists get to exposing these issues, the more pressure we get from authorities in general. Zelensky, by far not the first, by far not the worst. We uh, saw that he is actually trying to get better. He's actually trying to improve his communication with media and in trying to pay attention to many media channels, but for some reason it doesn't work that well. This is Angelina Lamakina, a journalist at Detector Media, a Ukrainian media watchdog that has been closely following Zelensky's relationship with the media since the start of his presidency. He probably thinks that journalists are trying to give him hard times, but basically they're just doing their job. For me, it just seems that he doesn't value journalists as, as a profession and he doesn't value what journalists do. The exchange at YES conference with Stephen Sacker was just exactly what we've been seeing, blaming journalists for the bad image of Ukraine, shooting the messenger. It's a time-honored tactic by politicians to blame the media for their own troubles or their inability to keep their promises. You personally, when you heard those remarks, these recent remarks as well, what did you think? How did you react? He's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's, he's at the stage of the presidency where Poroshenko was two, three years in. People are disappointed. Poroshenko also started lashing out and publicly and privately against journalists. Unfortunately, these types of verbal attacks against journalists from the highest ranking officials are developing globally, according to Cavalier from Reporters Without Borders. Even among the, the world's uh, oldest democracies, and this hostile speech has uh, repercussions uh, when uh, reporters are on the ground. So President Zelensky should be aware of that and should be careful about uh, what he says about journalists, especially in a country where journalists continue to be uh, violently attacked for their work, sometimes even murdered. This discourse uh, only fuels the climate of impunity for crimes against journalists. We're asking questions on behalf of the people. It's not that we think ourselves as, you know, special and above the law. We're not above any law, but we are the representatives. We have mass audiences, TV journalists, radio journalists, newspaper journalists, internet journalists. And we're asking the questions society wants answers to. Besides questions on corruption and reforms, there are many other unanswered questions that journalists like Lamakina have. We actually want to know what's going to be with the occupied territories. We want to know what's going to be with Crimea. We want to know where did the money from COVID fund go and why actually president is involved in all of that and he's not supposed to. So we want to know answers and those questions need to be asked. It must be understood that independent journalism is a pillar of democracy. Press freedom is the freedom that uh, allows them to verify all other freedoms. And this is the, the way democracy works. We have accountability both in government and outside government. And strength of democracy can be gauged by the strength of its, its uh, press, its, its journalists. 
we are aiming for all of our legislative branches to do their job and for the president to do the job, not more and not less. And we want him to answer for his actions because it's their, it's his job. But it seems like he doesn't understand his job when he doesn't want to answer about his actions and he is ignoring journalists. He behaves that he knows best, but that's not the case. If Zelensky were to be more open with journalists, would that make a difference? Would he not lose his popularity that it seems to be declining recently? He, his popularity is declining because reforms are stuck. Judicial reform is going nowhere. He's got a prosecutor who's not prosecuting. He's got uh, unreformed law enforcement. And so they're back in the, the you know, the anti-corruption institutions lack uh, leadership. The economy is not improving. We're not getting big increases in foreign direct investment. That's why he's unpopular. And a journalist's job is to point that out. And we're doing that. And that's why he's, he's irritated that people are actually saying, you know, the emperor has no clothes. So I think that it's a danger signal. He knows, you know, as, as our editorial said, if you're tired of being asked about reforms and corruptions, then do the reforms and stop the corruption. Thank you for listening to the Kyiv Post podcast. Today's episode was produced by Artur Karnienka and myself and edited by Austin Malloy. Special thanks to Angelina Lamakina and Jean Cavalier. You can listen to the Kyiv Post podcast on all streaming platforms and, of course, our website kievpost.com.